there's some days in Boston college football where you just don't expect anything to happen. And then boom, it's like new story, new story, new story, new story. This Tuesday was exactly that. As we go into a day where nothing seemed to be going on ahead of national signing day. And all of a sudden we have more news than we have uh, the idea of what to do with. We have two additions, one subtraction, and maybe even some more news. We're going to get into all of this on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And if you haven't done so already, hit that like button right now. And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to Locked on BC. It's our one little request on YouTube. It would help us tremendously. So we went into today not expecting a lot of news. It's, it's getting closer to National Signing Day. And if you're a fan of Boston College recruiting news, you know, the day before National Signing Day is usually like it, 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 you could see a tumbleweed go by. As all these other bigger programs, they're announcing all these big moves and everything. And you're like, hey, cool. We haven't done anything. Well, that was not the case on Tuesday. Boston College football added two new transfers. They lost a big time uh, recruit to the transfer portal, a recruit slash player. And there's more news that could be coming down the pike. So buckle in, folks. This is going to be a crazy ride as we talk about some big-time news coming out of Chestnut Hill. Now let's kick this off with the defensive line. As you can see in the picture below, George Rooks, a soft redshirt freshman out of St. Peter's Prep, pledged to Boston College. Now he was a he played for Michigan. He played a little bit this year. He had a fumble recovery against UConn, as you can see in the picture below. And he was a big time recruit when he came out. He was a four star. He was ranked number 271 and had, you know, a, a lot of interest. Alabama offered, Auburn offered, Penn State offered, Georgia offered. And BC at that point, you know, this was, we're now talking transfers that had, you know, some connections with Jeff Halfley. Some of the, the older transfers in a couple, couple years ago. They didn't, none of these kids knew Halfley unless they were interested in, in Ohio State before. These kids all went, the George Rooks knows BC. So here's his initial scouting report from Brian Doan of 247, site, uh, you know, one of my partners I work with on the site. Wide shouldered frame and lean, carries 260 pounds like 240. Can play three technique or four three or a defensive end in three four. He's a natural athlete, fires off low, gets upfield quickly, has refined. Swim move, upper body flexibility allows him to turn and get through gaps, can redirect down line of scrimmage, able to stack and disengage to make tackles, strong work ethic, being consistent with his burst at the snap is a needed, has to work on backside pursuit at an upper back body strength, important. Something gets up, sometimes gets too upright too quickly. He has to work on staying low against run multi-year starter at top 20 program is his scouting profile. Now, that is exciting right there, right? You get a kid who had multiple big time offers, ends up, you know, at Michigan, 
He chose it over BC. And, you know, there were crystal balls for this kid to end up at BC at one point. He ends up going someplace else. That's okay. Halfway sticks with him. He gets jumped on a Michigan team that is loaded on defensive side of the ball. I mean, Michigan, that's their bread and butter, right? This is a team that has a ton of talent. So he doesn't get to play. Now, is this a perfect signing, a, a perfect transfer portal move? No. Is it an exciting one? Absolutely. <clears throat> what's the what's the concerns though? You know, what, what's the other side of the coin on George Rooks? He's bigger. You know, he's listed on Michigan's site as at, at 275. And that is one of those weird, weird um uh you know weights for a defensive lineman that's like too small for defensive uh defensive tackle, but too big for defensive end. So BC is going to have to figure out what to do with him when he gets to BC. Are they going to make him an edge defender and have him cut a little bit of weight? That's something that you could think about, right? Or do they bulk him up? I get the sense that BC has been looking for defensive ends. That's kind of where a lot of their offers and uh, interest has been in the transfer portal. So I'm guessing they're going to have him cut a little bit of weight. You know, you're going to have guys like Donovan Azaraku on your defensive line who are the smaller guys. They're sm- uh, smaller and, and speedier. They're going to do some big things for you, um, but they're a, a different size. And you need bigger guys. Rooks is 6'5", 270. He fits more of the style of what you had with Marcus Valdez, who's gone. You know, bigger guy. Valdez was like, what, 250, 255. He will be the guy you would hope to have opposite of, of Azaraku. And, I, you know, I think that's, that's something that, you know, would be a good a good addition because BC next year, they needed depth badly on the defensive line. You've got Azaraku, who's going to be one of the best. I, I I would say is going to either be first or second all team ACC preseason. But then you have question marks. Do we know if Sheeta Salah is coming back? We don't. Do we know what Nito Ekpala can do consistently? We don't. Edward Kalengi showed some some uh, you know tr- he was a tr- uh, true freshman. He showed some bursts, but do we know what he can do full full season? We don't yet. You add in George Rooks, you, you've got it made. And I the part that I also love about this is that he is from St. Peter's Prep, another big-time New Jersey school. I believe it's the school that uh, Ben Petrula went to, which is obviously a big, a big program in that state, in the Garden State. So this is a slam dunk. This is a kid BC wanted badly. In the recruit uh, when they recruited him, now they get the chance to, to to coach him up and figure out what he can do. So this this is a good move for Halfley. This this is number four. We'll get to number five in just a second in the transfer portal. They now have Kyle Hergel out of Texas State. They have Ryan O'Keefe out of UCF, and they have Victor Nelson out of LIU. So now you have your second. Your actually this will be your first Power Five transfer in a moment. We're going to get to number two. We're going to go to the SEC where Boston College goes to find some help for their secondary in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about our friends over at Locked On ACC. It's hosted by the great Candace Cooper and co-host by um, Trenton uh, Kenton Gibbs. Excuse me. You need to listen to this. If you want your ACC news, this is the best you're going to find out there. Find Locked On ACC on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, 
If you know our podcast, you know about our friends over at BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional out there. From pro football to college ball, bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we get it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. You can all, I mean, if you are, if you're interested in BC basketball betting, they're going to have all the odds up for the Virginia tech game, which I was going to talk a preview for, but I don't have the time to today. It's so much recruiting news, but I want you to head over to bet online where the game starts locked on BC. AJ black. We are back again and talking about a very, very busy day for Jeff Halfley and his staff in recruiting in the transfer portal. And if you haven't done so already, let me tell you, go, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button on this video right now, help us out. It gets us up the algorithms, helps other people find our content. And also hit that subscribe button right now. If you want to give me a Christmas present that's free that you don't have to even pay for hit subscribe right now. You're going to get all our BC videos sent directly to your YouTube feed. You'll love it. I promise you're going to, it's not something uh, that is a big deal, but something that really does mean a lot to the health of our, of our podcast. So to do that, sorry, I got a little feedback there. Do that right now. Now this is not the George Rooks uh, signing our transfer was not um, the first transfer Boston college landed on, um, on Tuesday, they also went down to the SEC and landed Arkansas defensive back Kari Johnson out of Suffield Academy in Connecticut and originally from Boston, Massachusetts. So it's a coming home party for this kid. Now, George Rooks was a kid that didn't really play all that much for, for Michigan. He had a little bit of playing time. Kari Johnson is much different. This is a kid that had a chance to really uh, played last year for the Razorbacks and had 25 tackles, you know, had a little bit of, a little bit of success. And, you know, I, I think this is a, an interesting one because you're going to get him for a couple years as well. A, a local kid, I think is, is a, is a plus. I think getting a kid that um, played in the sec is obviously a big time plus. And he fills a need because your defensive back position, it, you know, especially corner, you want to add some depth. You saw on BC's roster this year what happened with defensive back health. When Jalen Cheek, CJ Burton, Elijah Jones, and Amari Jackson all battled injuries at different points, you had all this depth, and all of a sudden it just vanished like a, sl- like a flash, right? You want to add some guys that can play. Johnson's exactly that. You know, he's not a kid that has the experience that DeBerry and Jones have, but he's been around. He he know he's you know he's played. He's got good, he a decent size. He's six feet tall. Um, and I I like this I like the signing. I like how BC in the transfer portal has been able to kind of mix and match what they need. This is number five for them. Remember, BC landed. I think. If, unless they're ta- unless it was like a long snapper to go along with it, I think they only landed three kids total last year: Takis, um, Dino Tomlin, and Regan Terry. Regan Terry didn't even play. Dino Tomlin was pretty good, and George Takis uh, he's going to have a big role, and hopefully he'll be back. 
They're at five already now. Jeff Halfley is not messing around with the transfer portal this year. He's gone out there and he's been aggressive and he's addressed some of the issues that he felt he needs to on his roster. And whether these kids are going to be successful or not is going to be his ability to cut coach them up. Because when you're looking at what he needs to do, he has to be successful this year. Jeff Halfley is is a guy, you know, on the on a smoldering hot seat right now. And he knows that he has to go out there and get these get kids to help him out and hasn't already done um, you know, a lot of what he needed to do to 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 fix this. So I, I've 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 enjoyed seeing them being active. Now we gotta wait to see what these guys do. If he fails in coaching these kids up, he's going to fail in general because he needs to add this depth. And that's going to lead to his his demise. I mean, if Halfley can't coach up this recruiting class and this transfer portal class, that's it. He's going to be a new coach after this year. You have to imagine this is going to, you know, four years and three of them being subpar. That's it. That's it for a coach. You you can't, you're not going to get past that. So Kari Johnson, he's going to probably play I, a significant downs next year. And we'll get into the reason why in just a moment. But I don't expect him to be the you know a starter in the slot because you got Josh DeBerry coming back, you got Elijah Jones coming back. He's going to battle with Amari Jackson and Jalen Cheek for that final starting cornerback role. You know there'll uh, there'll be other guys out there too for like nickel and dime stuff. But what what will he do? We'll have to wait and see. But you know this is a kid from a, a local recruit that I don't think had any interest in BC at first. Now he's back. I like getting local kids back. You know, there's a lot of them that went far away. And if it doesn't work, have them come back to BC if if they're talented enough. And he's one. Josiah Stewart's another one that I was like, oh, that'd be great if they could fix that issue. Remember, he had like 20 something sacks in the uh, Carolina. Well, he's at Michigan now, so you won't get, you know, BC had him and then lost him. Now, in our final segment, we're going to get to the bad news. And a little news that I think you're going to want to hear about as well, as BC loses a significant player to the transfer portal. We're going to get into that whole story in just a moment. But here we go. Back with Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. If you haven't done so already, become a subscriber to our, 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 our page. It's 50% off right now. We have tons of news. I've got some uh, insider information. And you know what? I'm going to throw it out here now before we get to the bad news. Go over to Eagle Insider. If if it could have already happened by the time you listen to this podcast, if you're listening live right now, go become a subscriber right now. It's 50% off. And I got some, I got some updates for you that there is at least one more big time piece of news. No, I don't want I don't want to oversell it. Big time's not the right word. Solid piece of news for BC football that's going to either break tonight or tomorrow morning. And I have some tidbits there. You can get all that and much more. It's the, you know, for a cup of coffee, the price of a cup of coffee, you can become an insider as well. Now, let's get to the bad news. You know, everything can, with BC sports, nothing can be completely uh, positive. But let's get to the the negatives, right? So on Tuesday as well, after right after Kari Johnson committed, uh, CJ Burton entered the transfer portal. Now, this is the fifth player joining Phil Dracovic, Dalen Menard, Kevin Pine, and Jason Matry 
to enter the transfer portal. Burton's a, and Burton's a big one. The, you know, Dracovic, I, I expected. Maitre was a little bit of a surprise. The other two don't matter. Um, but I, this one surprised me because this is a recruit that committed to, to Jeff Halfley. He's a, he was, I mean, if you, if you are big into recruiting, you know, his story, he was a four-star recruit in class of 2021 that flipped from Georgia, uh, sorry, from Florida to Boston college. He also had offers from like Ohio state, Clemson, Georgia. I mean, you name it, he had offers from them and he chose BC. He was one, he is Jeff Halfley's biggest recruit of his time at BC. He he's big time. He's played. He played a little bit his freshman year last year. He played in eight games and only had seven tackles. So it was a down year for him. And he, you know, for, it seemed like the second half of the year, he either didn't play or when he played, he wasn't really all that, uh, you know, into this, into the scheme of things. So this is a tougher loss, but it also raises a big question for me. Burton, you know, was a big recruit. And a lot of BC's bigger recruits come from St. Francis Academy in Maryland. You know, you had Jamal Hood, who was a four-star. You've had all these other kids that were, you know, really highly. BC has gone heavy in St. Francis Academy. If you've listened to this podcast, you know me talking about how this has been like a pipeline for them. But this started, I'm starting to see a really worrisome trend with the St. Francis Academy kids, because this is either the fourth or fifth player that's either transferred out or decommitted from BC. And I'll go over the list. Jamal Hood last year was committed to BC, just ended up going nowhere. You lost uh, Burton, obviously. Brian Sims, a defensive lineman, committed to BC. He left to go commit to Cincinnati. Darrell Robinson, just a week ago, left BC to commit to uh, nowhere yet. He has nowhere to go to. It sounds like he might be ending up and I have a crystal ball in for him to go to Charlotte. Now this, now you, you're looking at this and you're going, okay, so BC has offered and committed, had committed all these different players. And right now, after three years of really going heavy at St. Francis Academy, you now have Jude Bowery, who's going to be a redshirt sophomore and KP price. Who's going to be a freshman. That is it. And I'm telling you, BC has offered probably close to 100 players out of St. Francis Academy. Which begs the question, is this a really good strategy for BC? Like, yeah, St. Francis Academy is one of the best high school programs in the country. But BC does not have time to screw around and get recruits that aren't all that in to BC. If you've got kids that are going to commit to BC, hog up a spot and then end up going elsewhere because they weren't all that committed to BC, which I just gave you a list of recruits that have, why are you bothering with the school? Go somewhere else. This, and, and I'm telling you folks, so the folks that are going, Oh, it's a Jeff Halfley problem. Blah, blah, blah. It, it Maryland has Maryland, the home state of this school. Many of the folks that follow that program have said the exact same thing. This is not just a me thing. This is a big issue with this program. There's something going on with St. Francis Academy. I'm not getting into the details of this, but I'm telling you, BC needs a new new approach to this because they cannot hold up scholarship spots for kids that are just not all that interested in BC. And I don't know what CJ Burton's issue is. I don't know what's going on. I know that 
and, and this could be an issue with some of these, some of the kids that Charlotte just hired Biff Pogi, a Pogi or whatever his name is, who is a former St. Francis head coach. And I know a lot of the St. Francis kids really like him. Was this part of the reason? We'll never know. But I'm just telling you as, as a program that needs to be careful with how they recruit St. Francis Academy is the dangling um, medallion that you're looking at going, Ooh, there's lots of good players there and damn right. There are good players at St. Francis Academy, but in the grand scheme of things, if they're not fully invested in your program, if they're not even going to stay on to national signing day, then what are you doing? What's the point of that? Like you're, you're, you get a player like a, a Darrell Robinson or Brian Sam. You hold that spot for them while you let other players go and commit elsewhere. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I'm going someplace else. You get screwed when that happens. So BC, they need to rethink their, their, their thoughts with what they're doing with St. Francis Academy. It's not worth it. It's not working for this program. Azar Abdul Rahim, who has been the major recruiter of that area, he needs to look elsewhere. There's plenty of DMV schools that he can look at and try to find talent at. Stay away from St. Francis Academy. It's it's not the right fit. So tomorrow's show, National Signing Day is going to happen. We're going to have BC and Virginia Tech. There is so much news in, in that little mystery nugget I gave you. We'll, re- we'll reveal that as well. I'm doing these shows and I'm running out of time to talk about what I want to talk about. So if you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button right now and hit the like button on this, on this video. It does help people find locked on BC. I hope you do because I enjoy doing this and I hope you do. You enjoyed listening as much as I did uh, recording this. So I'm going to head out. I've been sitting here staring at my computer for about an hour and a half now. And I, I want to do something else. And tomorrow I have so much to talk about with BC recruiting, National Signing Day, and everything in between. Hope to see you all there. Hit that subscribe button and hit the little bell so you know when we go live. You can hit the comment section as well. AJ Black, follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. And I hope you um, have a great night. Take care, everyone.